What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions podcast. This is Amets here with B Pimp. B Pimp, how's it going for episode 120? It's going great. You know who is the greatest number 20 of all time? The Glove. That's right. I know Gary we had a, a bunch of episodes in a row where we were kind of struggling to find good NBA players who had that number, but 20? Yeah. The Glove. So good. I, you know what I'm seeing a little bit, though, with the glove is you'll see those all-time best point guard lists now. And I think Gary Payton is getting really slighted on some of those lists. Yeah. Like, you see people like uh, like current point cards, uh, like Steph Curry. I mean, Steph Curry is great. Should be, like, well up there. But then, like, I'll see Chris Paul above him i'll see jason kidd above him i'll see steve nash above him um even like some I, I feel like just really questionable choices john stockton i mean he's older but he often has vaulted a little bit too high john stockton doesn't have a championship gary payton does have a championship maybe it was in the twilight of his career but i think people are forgetting the kind of defense he played so rare and still is so rare for a point guard to win defensive player of the year. Yeah. And he did it. Yep. So I, I, I'm going to be honest. Like, I think Chris Paul is great. Chris Paul has not proven to me that he's a better point guard than Gary Payton. I think Making Chris Paul the, is trash. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'll, let's go that far. Chris Paul yeah. is trash. He made it he's to the terrible. finals once in a season where basically every star in the world was injured. I, I, root, I actively root against Chris Paul. I was so excited when they lost in the finals. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Cliff Paul, though? I have nothing uh, Cliff against Paul. Cliff Paul. Cliff Paul, I, um, I choose to believe doesn't actually exist. So I have very strong feelings against both Cliff Paul. Okay. I'm so coming out of, firing. This is like a fight club scenario. Yes. Interesting. All right. Yes. Well, I'm not going to go so far as to say Cliff Paul doesn't exist. <laughs> But <laughs> I'll take uh, I'll take your word for it. I suppose. Yes, but Gary Payton's um, great. That's all we need to we need to know. Yeah. He's, he is underrated now. It's because people don't give as much credit to defense as they should. I know he was I, the I, best. He was so good. He is criminally underrated in a historical sense right now, and it's really yep. disappointing. He'll. I think it'll come around again, and then people will be like, "We've underrated Gary Payton," and then he'll I, be above like everybody. I hope so. Can you think of a, are there any baseball players who wore number 20? Um, Carlos Quentin. Okay. From the White Sox. I think so. All right. Carlos Quentin on the White Sox. uh, uh, Prolific number 20 wearer. Um, I bring that up, of course, because we are not talking about basketball for this episode. We're talking about baseball and how to fix it. And before everybody gets it up in arms and say, baseball doesn't need fixing. Look, I like baseball. I think we both like baseball a lot, but if we are being honest uh, within the kind of the ranking, the, the popular ranking of sports in the U S in particular, baseball's falling. Not only is it below football, below basketball, but it is now kind of on par. And again, this is just in the U S with soccer. Uh, and so it's, I always used to have baseball as my second favorite sport. I really have not paid attention to baseball all that much in the past past bunch of years. And and part of the reason is because the Mariners have like sucked for 20 straight years, but I want to like baseball again. And 
I really like going to baseball games, but I think there are a lot of things that we both agree that baseball could change for the better and maybe yeah. needs to. Yeah. I think baseball is, I haven't paid attention in two years and I used to be obsessed with baseball. I just can't, the commitment of time is too great the games are too long and slow and boring. It's just, I'm like, ugh. we need to, we're the doctors. We're here to fix it. We are here to fix it. So what the top five list for this episode is going to be our, our top five fixes for the MLB. And we're going to make it better. Yep. Yep. I, uh, was it Rob Manfred? Is that his name? Yes. He better be listening. Him and the owners and the players, like we are here to save baseball and bring it back to where it should be, which is not only America's pastime, but America's now time. He's, he should be Rob Manfred of us because we're here to take his job. Yeah. And what spurned this idea for me was that baseball has done a few things in the last couple of years, but mostly terrible and stupid things. Yes. Every time I hear it, it's, it's bad. Yeah, I'll hear things like, oh, baseball is considering a partnership with Barstool Sports. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's great. stupid. <laughs> great. I like it even less. I didn't think that was possible. Yeah, like how go out of your way to make yourself like less enjoyable. So yeah. we're baseball, listen up. We are here to save you. I've got some corker ideas. Not no pun intended, Sammy Sosa's corked bat. Oh yeah. Um, but of course. Uh, in order to to really talk about baseball, we have to be at least semi lit. Uh, so I want to know, B Pimp, what whiskey do you have to try for this episode? Um, you'll be happy to see that it's a full bottle. I did not get a partially full <laughs> bottle this time. Finally, so, yeah. I was concerned for you. Yeah. The, the whiskey distributors of the Midwest were starting to get a bad name, but um, this is excitingly a bourbon from Madison, Wisconsin. Ooh. It's called Shard Oak. Oak. Love it. It's a hundred proof. So we're getting lit. Oh yeah. That's and it's got it. Yeah. It's got a catchphrase that says bourbon shouldn't burn. And it's a small batch. So it's batch 38 bottle 121. And it says created by two friends. Shard Oak was born out of a love for bourbon made with a Kentucky bourbon specifically selected for its flavor and mingled with bourbon made by our distiller in just the right proportions. Smooth enough to sip, yet full-bodied and rich enough to stand up to a fine cigar. Enjoy, Robert and John. Nice. I'm curious to see if it, in fact, does not burn. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, it's another one out of Wisconsin, which I feel like we've had a few good ones. I love Wisconsin's J.J. Henry, or J. Henry and Sons, is um, the one that I've had the most that I like. But this is not J. Henry and Sons. This is Chard Oak. And we're going to give it its chance. How are you drinking it? I've got my classic whiskey glass here on the rocks. Very nice. Ooh, smells very smooth. Okay. Right off the bat. Nice, even, pleasant. A little bit of a little bit of sweetness in the smell. And the taste and the uh, color, I should say, is a light caramel, you can see. It is. Yeah, pretty light. After your first sip. I see you're you're kind of thinking about it a little bit. Definitely does not burn. Okay, so they're right. Not, not false advertising on that front. I would have been I would have thrown this bottle against the wall if it if it burned right away because they're lying to me so usually. It'd be funny if the whiskey was like delicious, but did burn. Like why why even say it doesn't burn if it does? You have other things going for you. Why pick that battle? Okay, so it doesn't burn. That's the first thing. 
it does have a unique taste to it that I, I gotta take another sip to narrow my focus down here a little bit. It's got, um, what I noticed when taking a sip, it's got, a, it does have a very full body taste and very, um, there's a lot going on with it. It's not one of those like thin tasting whiskeys where you just have like one note and that's it. it I, you kind of have to sip through it a little bit. And I'm liking the, there is some sweetness and some kind of like, almost like a vanilla mm. character to it. Very good um, finish too. It's very, it coats your mouth. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I like that it's got like a kind of a complicated profile though. Mm-hmm. It's definitely high quality. I, you know, I haven't had a bad sip of this yet, but I've had two and then a little baby one. And I feel comfortable now saying that this is a smooth train for Madison, Wisconsin. All right. Even after just two and a half sips, we're saying smooth train for Chard Oak. I'm recommending Chard. I'm giving it a full, uh, they're talking about their small batch and their barrels. I'm giving it a two barrels of recommendation. Wow. All right. That's, uh, what was, you know, price point wise, what can people expect for this? This is in the $40 range. So that's not bad. No, it's not. It's not like, you know, extremely expensive, um, fancy pants whiskey, but it's also not, you know, on the bargain. It's right in the sweet spot in the middle. And it's actually quite good for that. Like I, I, think it exceeds that it tastes more like a 50 or 60 dollar whiskey to me nice well another good one from wisconsin uh, absolutely go out there get the get charred oak uh did you see anything else from them that that might be worth trying for future episodes i did not but i'm gonna look it up and see if there's other products i only saw this one. nice uh, all right we're shifting gears because we talked about baseball of course we have one other thing we have to do before we get to our top five list. And that's another round of let's get personal. So new listeners, folks at home who don't know what I just said, be pimp. Do you want to kind of explain what this game is about? Let's get personal is a genius game. The TV show is coming to true TV um, in the near future. I'm Um, so psyched that we uh, made that deal. I feel like they should have contacted us for like, test screenings and stuff at this point, but <laughs> I haven't heard anything yet. Nope. Um, probably just an oversight. I'm sure it's <laughs> on the track. Um, no, it's just basically uh, we. I'm going to test Andy's uh, ability to determine whether or not these people I'm about to name have a let's have a personal life, not a let's get personal life, a personal life <laughs> section in their Wikipedia page. I would love it if it was the let's get personal life section. It should <laughs> be now. No, every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so longtime listeners of the show will know that we we played this game a bunch of times before. This is the start, believe it or not, of our ninth round of this. So Brian will read five names to me. Next episode, I'll read five names to him. Um, and it's just a yes or no answer. Do they have a personal life section on their Wikipedia page or not? It's not as simple as it sounds, though, because sometimes you have big celebrities who don't. Sometimes you have little known people who do. Exactly. And it could uh, be one sentence. Yep. But as that, long as it's labeled. As long counts. as it's labeled personal. And you know that early life doesn't count. Nope. No, got to be personal life. Um, and uh, so 
where we are scores wise. And this is very important now because we have agreed that this game goes to 10 rounds and then it ends. That's it. That's it. So this is the penultimate round. Um, and right now the score is B pimp. You are at 24 out of 40, a respectable 60%. I'm at 26 out of 40. So uh, I'm two up on you right now. I guess the hope for you is that I, I, I stumble a little bit in this round. Um, but lately, I, and I don't know if, if people heard, uh, I, I believe this was episode maybe 114 and 115 was our last round. But we both went five for five in round eight. So if you've got a stumper for me, uh, it better be like a good one because I'm, I'm feeling like on a hot streak. And I think we both are. Do you want to hear what your category is or do we need to hit, hit them with the theme song or what are we going to do here? Yeah, we should more succinctly have like the, because I try to edit in the theme song and then I realized the last few times we've played, there's been no clear spot to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> let me tee it up. Let's play. Let's get personal. Let's get personal. Personal. Perfect. All right, B-Pimp, what are the names that you have for me? There's a theme here, Ooh. and it's a something near and dear to your heart. It is Seattle area rappers. Whoa. You came up with five of them. That's I did. Start. <laughs> One of them is questionable, but I have enough time, <laughs> I think, to make it a Seattle area rapper. All right. You ready I, for I number one? Ready. Yeah. I feel like I know who three of them are, at least. Okay. I'm, I'm going to laugh really hard if one of them is like, even though I found evidence of this, that one of them is like, has nothing to do with Seattle, but we're going to try. <laughs> okay. So number one, somebody that everyone knows who hasn't really been in the forefront of people's thoughts recently, most likely, but Macklemore. I'm going to say Macklemore does have a personal life section. You are correct. I had to give you a nice, easy one to, to start off here. Yeah, I saw Macklemore. Maggie and I saw him live in Chicago right before we moved. Um, and it was uh, one of my childhood friends whose group opened for them. Um, but long story short, the reason I assume Macklemore had a personal life section is because he brought his baby on stage for a couple of minutes. So he's very open with that kind of stuff. I'm assuming I would he would have a personal life section. You nailed that one. All right. You ready for number two? Ready for number two. Number two, Baby Got Back, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Ah, Sir Mix-a-Lot. So really that that first famous Seattle rapper. Um, I would be surprised if he didn't. But I'm trying to think what I actually know about his personal life. And it's not much. I remember he did a, a kind of collaboration with the presidents of the United States of America, which was pretty cool. I'm going to say Sir Mix-a-Lot does have a personalized section. Oh, one for two. Oh, he does no. not. He doesn't? No. Man. He doesn't. I was surprised as well. I wow. thought he would. My first instinct was that it, because I didn't know anything about it, I should just say no. Oh. I had to really keep that poker face on because I wasn't going to give it away. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, all right. One for two. It's not bad. That's it's not hard bad. to go perfect. We've only done it once each, so. Yeah. All right, are you ready? Number three. Not born 
in Seattle, but started his music career there. Reggie Watts. Ooh, okay. Uh, Reggie Watts, I think, is he still on the James Corden show? That I do not know. I do not know that. I'm, I'm assuming he is. So he's had a decent amount of exposure. I remember he was on the Comedy Bang Bang show for a little bit, too. Um, well, I'm not sure like that was widely watched. I will say Reggie Watts does have a personal life section. Two for three. You are correct. All right. Nice All job, right. Reggie. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Nice job having a personal life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number four. I have, um, I have two names here, but so Shabazz Palaces is the act, but Ishmael Butler is the rapper. He was also in Diggable Planets. Ah, I didn't know of his connection to Seattle. Yeah, he's from, well, that said he was from there. I don't know, could be a lie, but that's what I heard. I've seen Diggable Planets live before, and I thought they were fantastic. Uh, It was at Bumbershoot, which is like a Seattle area festival, maybe it was probably 15 years ago at this point. Um, I will say he does not have a personal life section. Oh, he does. Wow. Huh. Ishmael has a personal life. And it says he was born in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's about it. Okay. This is what I've heard. I've heard things. <laughs> um, are you ready for the closer? Yeah. Two for four. This, this two for is four. wide open for you for next round. I, I, I was hoping to have a, at least a stumper or two in here, but um, number five, Kid Sensation. Man, if Sir Mix-a-Lot doesn't have one, I just have a really impossible time believing Kid Sensation does. But I'm going to... So I'm going to also say no. You came through at the end. You have three Woo! for five. Phew. Okay, three for five. That's okay. That means you have to get five for five in order to tie me for this round. Yes, I think you did what you needed to do. I guess. I, I don't feel great about it. I really would have liked just the buffer of a four for five, but... Man, this Sir makes a lot not having one really threw me for a loop. I was shocked. He also has a very sparse Wikipedia page for such huh. a big name, like a well-known person. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the timing of him being a big name is not in sync with uh, Wikipedia. I guess maybe we're old, <laughs> as we've be. discovered <laughs> in recent episodes. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it, it makes me, honestly... It makes me want to go in there and write a personal life section for him. I've that would never be a first. Actually, yeah, I've never really been tempted to do that from this game, but I'm like, oh, I think Sir Mix-a-Lot should have that in there. Or yeah, let's just, If not a personal life section, then at least like a more uh, just robust Wikipedia page. Yeah, I think we should we should do some real in-depth sleuthing about Sir Mix-a-Lot's personal life and get some stuff in there. Yeah. Wikipedia does not mess around. I tried to create a Wikipedia page for 8090 once. They shut it down so fast. And there should the, be. In the coldest way possible. I can't remember what the actual language that was used, but it was something like not culturally relevant. I was like, okay. Whoa. Or something like that. I can't remember what it was like. I guess I do not make my own Wikipedia pages. That's how that works. When I was, when I was putting this list together, I was like, 
I don't know. I feel like I would have known if you had a Wikipedia page, but I was like, I'm going to search for Andy on here just to make sure because it would have been so great to have you in your own list. Yeah, I do not have one. It's sad. I think you should. I think it's Thank right. you. Finally. Yeah. We should have a Wikipedia page for this podcast. Yeah. You know how much back lore, backstory and lore there is for this podcast? It's been going on for like 12 years. There's so much stuff. We have 120 episodes. Yeah. Jeez Louise. All right. Uh, I'm going to get started on that. That and maybe I'll find a way to link it to Sir Mix-a-Lot's Wikipedia page. Yes. We just put like a little blurb about how we had a game <laughs> where we talked about that and linked to us. Let's do it. Um, all right. So great round of let's get personal. Right now, that puts me again at 29 out of 45. So if you get five for five next round, you'll be tied, which would be pretty great going into that final round. But I mean, getting five for five is no easy feat. Again, we've only done it one once each. Uh, yep. But we got to get into making baseball better. Again, we've said it a hundred times. If we said it four million times, listen up, baseball. Rob Manfred, everybody else, we're here to save the sport. And we've got five, six, maybe even up to 10, if we don't have any double dips, different ideas for making baseball better. Yeah, if we have if, if we have five double dips, I would be shocked considering a couple of mine are insane. But. <laughs> oh, I feel like none of mine are like actually insane. Maybe I was just thinking about like, because I actually am starting to feel like I, I really want baseball to be better. I think I don't know if I want it to be. So that's part of my issue <laughs> of why some of mine are insane, but it's going to be fun either way. Yeah. Uh, all right. So without further ado, let's get into it. These are our top five changes to make the MLB better. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right. My number five for this one, it's not really a twofer, but it's just kind of two things into one. Batters cannot call time and batters cannot step out of the batter's box between pitches. Let's go. Like I mean, part of it is like speeding it up. And I know there's been talk around uh, a pitch count, which I'm for as well. But I really think part of the issue is batters calling time at weird spots and then stepping out and fixing their batter's glove and doing all that, which just feels like it takes forever. Yeah, there's a lot. There's like uh, layers upon layers of gamesmanship that have been built up over the years. And it's to a point of like, it's, like, it's just so ridiculous to watch a baseball game and see all the crap that goes on that has nothing to do with the game. Yeah, it's insane. so I think just saying like, if you're a batter, you can't call timeout and you no. can't step out of the batter's box. That will speed that up a lot. I think. If you're not ready, deal with it. You missed. Yeah, exactly. So that's my number five. Uh, what's your number five? My number five is I would like to see less crusty old white guys perpetuating every corner of Major League Baseball. I feel like that's all I see when I turn on a baseball game. That is so fair. Like from the commentators on down. Yeah. It's just a bunch of people who were relevant in like 1972 and have made a life out of being around baseball, being like, oh, these kids. Like, it's just a bunch of nonsense. It's like the oldest sport. Ever. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, and I, I'm old and I'm saying that. <laughs> I didn't even like think about that all that much, but that is a problem much more with baseball than any other sport. And it's really stopping it from changing the way it should. It's a barrier to like young, interesting people being interested in the sport. Yeah. Uh, all right. My number four is, I guess it's kind of a two for two, but what 
I don't know that I have a perfect solution for this, but what I've noticed is a big problem with baseball is that they have no idea how to promote their stars. They don't even really do it, which is crazy to me because if you have a player as freaking cool and unique as Shohei Otani, how are you not doing a better job promoting him? I don't understand. I think it's because of the crusty old white guys. They're scared of anybody that's not from here. I guess. I don't get it. Like, he should be, like, there are other cool players in the MLB, too. I just don't understand why more isn't done to promote the Stars. Like, the NBA is awesome at promoting the Stars. Uh, Like, football's pretty good at it, too. I don't get why baseball cannot figure this out. Football Uh, does it even though their Stars are wearing things covering their face while they're playing. Baseball (laughs) doesn't even have that. (laughs) Yeah, like, so, so what I'm saying is, one promote your stars and the second part of this is let them celebrate yeah one of, one of the dumbest of many unwritten rules about baseball that and they're all stupid is for some reason you have to take baseball too seriously yeah which is weird because it's a pretty whimsical sport otherwise um let them celebrate if they hit the home run let them whip a bat into the stands i don't care yeah Throw the bat right at somebody's face. You do whatever you want. I think so. Like, there should be no ill will after a bat flip. Don't give up a home run. Exactly. Throw a better pitch. So, yeah, I think the reason I think those two are hand in hand is because if you let the personality of the baseball player shine, it's easier to promote that person. Absolutely. I mean, back in our day when we were growing up, like, baseball was so much better at this. Like Ken Griffey Jr., yeah. Frank Thomas. You had like these stars who were really exciting to watch and had personalities. Ricky Henderson, um, who were just Bo Jackson. Oh yeah, like made baseball what it is. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, a great example. Uh, Cincinnati but, Reds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if he didn't catch an interception, it wasn't a baseball All Star game. <laughs> Uh, all right, what is your number four? My number four, and bear with me, you're gonna, it's going to sound crazy, but just let it marinate. Mascots have to bat at least one time per game at the opponent's choosing. Ooh. So the opponents get to choose when they bat? Yeah, so like if the White Sox are playing the Cubs, the White Sox get to make the Cubs mascot bat at least once per game. At any time that they want, they say the mascot has to hit for whoever's on the Cubs now. I don't even know. Oh, and then is the the one the person that they replace just like miss their turn? Yeah, they just miss their at bat. They have to sit okay. there. They actually what they have to do is they have to sit in the on deck circle in a chair, looking sad with their hands in their arms while the mascot bats. I like this. I, I'm not ready to like full force implement this into the MLB, but this is the kind of thing that you try it out in AAA once and see how it goes. And I think I think it would be a hit. If nothing else, I'm putting my best foot forward as far as like quality of ideas to get Rob Manfred's attention. <laughs> I I mean, people go to baseball games to see like pretty like crazy stuff. Like people yeah. love seeing like unprecedented things in baseball because the game has been around forever. It doesn't happen all that much. That right. would be crazy to see that. You've never seen the Philly Fanatic bat in the bottom of the ninth with bases loaded <laughs> to try to win a game. You've never seen that. Never seen it. Not even once. <laughs> I I think I would love that, actually. Yeah. All right. My number three is I actually think this is 
this is a a reasonably serious thing. Um, and I'll, I'll it's one is it's just expansion and adding two more teams. But to take a step back from that, and I think there's a lot of cities those two teams can be in. I think Portland is definitely one. I think and Seattle then, should get a second team and Chicago should get a third team. <laughs> yes, I think Chicago should definitely get a third team. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and there's other cities that don't have teams that I think could use a team just based on their size. What I noticed uh, in like San Antonio, Austin, Charlotte, Nashville, Indianapolis, what I noticed about baseball cities, and I actually think this maybe impacts its overall popularity, is that baseball teams don't move around all that much compared to other sports. Uh, and every Midwest, large Midwest city and large like Rust Belt city that could have a baseball team does. Yeah. Like, and actually to the point where a lot of these cities aren't that big anymore. Like for other sports, you would say, you know, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, kind of like St. Louis. Yeah. St. Louis, Kansas city. Those are like at this point in our lives or in, in, in the U S like kind of borderline should have professional sports cities. Correct. But, Kansas City would be very pissed at us, but I th- yeah. think it's true. I mean, like, <laughs> like out of really almost every Midwest city is like that, except for Chicago, which is still huge. And weirdly, the only city in the Midwest that actually is pretty big that doesn't have a team, and that's Indianapolis. And I don't even like Indianapolis, but it does have a big population. Well, the city's already so boring that if they added a baseball team, it would be bored into oblivion. I think that's what the, <laughs> I think that's, I think that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of funny because it, it really means that um, a lot of kind of like Sunbelt, some southern cities, they don't have teams and they're big cities now. Uh, and so I think baseball is actually just kind of due for that redistribution. Not like that I want the Midwest and the Rust Belt to be losing all their teams, but I think there is some of that that needs to take place. Like Charlotte's a big city now. Yeah. There are like both Austin and San Antonio are big cities in Texas. They don't have teams. These all, all these cities have triple uh, A teams. That's the interesting thing too. Yeah. Like Charlotte has the White Sox triple A affiliate. Um, so it's, I, I think there's just like a lot of opportunity there. And I think, MLB is actually just missing out on having as many fans as it could. Yeah, I think you're right. So that that's my number three. Uh, what's your number three? My number three is the best idea. I should have put it number one. Um, mm. If a pitcher hits a batter with a pitch, the batter gets to hit the pitcher with their bat. I love this. It's not a double dip because it didn't uh, make my list exactly, but something needs to be done about that. What better to do than the risk of you hitting that guy with the pitch is he's going to come up with his bat and be able to legally hit you with it anywhere he wants. <laughs> I love this. This maybe I think this should have been enough. Not knowing what your number two and number one are, I still think this has got to be right up there. Because my sense is if I hate that pitchers do this. It's garbage. It's the worst. I, I almost think... My idea was that like a pitcher should be suspended for half a season if they do that. That's I like would take little, that too. <laughs> that's like a little draconian maybe, but I love your idea. Hey, you can, you're not going to get suspended at all, but get ready. You better hope this batter doesn't <laughs> just like hit you right in the mouth with this baseball bat. Cause that, he can. Yeah. That is a, 
that's one of the best rule changes I have heard of, not just for baseball, but for any sport. I think it would turn baseball into like a running man style. Like, <laughs> like it would just become like the greatest spectacle of all time. If that, that would happen. be amazing. Could you imagine to, let's say you're, you're, you're at a game at Comiskey and a white Sox player gets beamed just the anticipatory roar of the crowd as they realize what was about to happen, like the excitement level, that would be incredible. Can you imagine if it was back in the day and like Frank Thomas got in with a pitch and he, he's 6'5", oh 270, and he got to come out there with a bat and just like club somebody. <laughs> Greg Maddox, guess what, buddy? This is your last pitch because you're done for. <laughs> yeah, damn, that would have been it. Yeah. Which is too bad too because getting beamed by Greg Maddox probably wouldn't have hurt that much. Yeah, he was like, ha, ha, ha. He would just, like, start laughing. 75-mile-an-hour changeup. Yeah. Okay, that that's a fantastic rule. My number two is, and, and, and this is in part because baseball just can't seem to figure it out, just get rid of replay. Oh, I've okay. never seen more of a sport where they have replay and still ignore what the replay suggests. Yeah. So I don't mind, like... I am starting to hate replay across the board. Like it's ruining the end of basketball games. Oh but God. Yeah. It's, Oh, it's terrible. But we all know one of baseball's biggest problems is it does not move fast enough. Nothing slows a game to a halt, like a replay. Just get rid of it. I don't like the umpires are going to get some stuff wrong. I don't really care. I used to, I actually felt that I actually do feel that way too. Like I did not mind it before. I knew that was part of the game and everybody had the same it was not like these umpires are calling I mean, Joe West is an idiot, but like most umpires, if they get something wrong, it's random. Like you, yeah. it's, it's fine. It's just a risk of playing the game. Like who cares? Yeah. I've heard other people say, and I if this is one of your top two, then I'll edit this out of the podcast, but like other people are like, Oh, it should just be robots calling balls and strikes. Now like, no, no, just leave the umpires. Who cares? Yeah, That's fine. All right. What's your number two? My number two is a lot less uh, interesting than my number three. Just shorten the game dramatically and my, in parentheses, like five innings. <laughs> you could have five is like a little league game. Yeah. <laughs> I, some of those games felt like an eternity still. Well, it would surprised. just, it would solve a lot of issues. Like I hate one of the biggest drags about baseball is just like, you have like eight pitching changes in a row and you have a guy come in and throw one pitch and then get to pull, you get to see Tony LaRusso waddle out to the mound. Okay. I'm going to get another guy. Okay. He's going to throw one pitch. Cause it's just term interminable. It's like the end of a basketball game. Like you said, so just yeah. shorten it. And it's most starters could just throw all five innings. You'd have a lot less pitchers <laughs> <laughs> way less. What if as I, I personally would like six or seven innings at least, especially okay. going to the game, but it, that made me think, like, what if the, there was a rule that you actually could not switch pitchers mid-inning, period? It's probably a more reasonable approach to it. I've heard that mentioned as a possibility, but... And I do, I really do think that five would be too short, but I, there's got to be something that they could do. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think you make Mark Burley pitch every game. Mark Burley and Mark Mulder. They're always yeah. the starting pitchers, and if their arms fall off, fine, we'll just put robot <laughs> arms on them. Exactly. Don't need robot umps. We do need robot arms. Yes. All right. My number one is 
uh, there's a couple things going on with this, but I, I kept it all as a number one because they're all really related to each other and I have to explain the whole thing at once. Shorten the season. Uh, so baseball- Double dip. Yeah, baseball both starts too early and ends too late. No one wants to go to a game at the beginning of April. Most cities are still cold. Yep. And so I think you can bump that a few weeks and you can bump the end of the season back a few weeks too so that the World Series is always won firmly actually in October. Um, and I, it's just, you have late August to September is really drags. And I think because football is so popular too, it's just like, MLB loses like all the limelight and that's not what you want happening going to the stretch run of your season. No. So not only am I suggesting shortening the season and you heard my idea earlier of adding two teams. So the, I am suggesting shortening the season to 130 games. So cutting 32 games off the top, it would work like this with two more teams. You have 32 total teams still keeping the AL and the NL. Now you have four, four team divisions in each a little bit, I guess, kind of like football. Um, and the way I would do it is that uh, a team plays the other three divisions, uh, which would be 12 total teams in their league six times. Uh, so three away and three at home. They play the other three teams in their own division 12 times. So two aways and two homes. Uh, of three game series and then they play one of the divisions in the opposite league uh that's like that you know the ALS playing the NLS or something like that and then one other division that rotates year over year and they play just three times so that it would be like somebody will have to double check the math with me but I did that all adds up to 130 total games um Great. the <laughs> other part I would do is I would actually you might kill me for this, make it a 16 game or 16 team playoff. First round to really advantage the better teams would be a three game series, but they are all at home for the better team. I like it. So that's, that's what I would do. You could, you could end the season in the middle of October, which is really when it should be ending. You could end the regular season in like, mid to early September uh, yes. and just have all that playoff excitement and then that is kind of your season I love it you uh, did a great I, job thank, I, I'm, I'm confident that this will save baseball Yeah, like you're never going to have you're probably not going to have hitters hitting in the 70s for home runs anymore based on that but you know what so what baseball focuses way too hard on the record books at the sacrifice of actually making it a good game Right. Besides, all the record books are pretty much ruined with steroids anyway, so it doesn't even yeah. matter. Who cares? It's an old, yeah. old hat. Uh, all right. What's your number one? It was a double dip almost like almost perfectly, except I said 120 games instead of 130. So we had the oh. same exact thought. To be fair, if we were to be within 10 games of each other is pretty outstanding. That shows that we should be the two-man crew leading the MLB. I think so. Get ready for your 125-game season. Get ready for lots of assaults on the mound with baseball bats because it's coming. Did you know they're playing 17 games of football this year? That just like I just learned that. Yeah, they're uh, yeah. Every league is trying to kill their players and <laughs> yeah. make more money. That's basically what's happening. 
I don't understand how they do that in football. Do they have so some teams get more home games than others? Well, they dropped a well. I, well, I don't know about that. I don't know about the scheduling aspect, but I just know they dropped a preseason game and added a regular season. Huh. Weird. So there was but only yeah. three this year. But I'm glad. Like, games. like that's a, that's still a ton of games for baseball. Yeah, it is. It should be. I mean, I was thinking about like ninety or something. Like, I it just is way too long. Yeah. I don't want to see the White Sox and the Royals play like fifteen times. It's so boring. Who cares? Yeah, I. It does seem like the Royals must play five hundred games a season. The Royals it's, are. It seems the most like everybody's perplexing. always playing them, and it's boring. Everyone's always playing the Royals. The Royals never have anybody good on their team, and it's no. just like, why is this a team? Like, <laughs> what is happening? At least the like Kansas City has the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are awesome. So like, great, their NFL team is good. They shouldn't have any other teams. I. I went to Kansas City. I think it was it was right after the 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl that the Chiefs won. And it was the last trip. It was like right before you and Lisa came. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I think it was that, that week right but like I came in as you were already in San Francisco. And anyway, so I uh, they knew our company was from San Francisco and the people that we were working with at this in the city of Kansas City were like, it looks like we won the Super Bowl. And I was like, I do not care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud. I'm really happy for the Chiefs. I think it's totally fine that you won the Super Bowl. I don't like the 49ers. Yeah. It's like you could not pick anything that I would be less upset about. Yeah. Uh, buy our product, please. Yeah. Uh, but they were very happy. They love the Chiefs there. That is a fact. They do. Yes, yeah. they do. Um, all right. Do you have any honorable mentions? I don't think I did. Let me double check really quick. No, I just had a nice tight five, including allowing assault in baseball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my only one was the one I mentioned earlier, like uh, around beaning, but but just generally getting rid of all of the unwritten rules. I don't know how this is like practically yes. carried out, but like that, those have got to go. Nothing drives me more. I don't pay attention to baseball anymore. Truly, I do not know. I know the White Sox are in first place, and I know that, like, the Cubs traded away their whole team. That's, like, all I know about this year. But nothing makes me more just immediately eyes rolled out of my head than seeing some stupid unwritten rule rant by some manager. Like, oh, he shouldn't have flipped his bat, so we had to teach him a lesson. It's like... What is this? Like, what has happened in your life that makes you have to, like, take this out on other people? It's so stupid. It feels very much like unwritten rule is code for maintaining the whiteness. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You hit your home run and you walk around the bases like an orderly, like we're going to church. Yeah. You kneel like, at home plate. Oh, yeah. The speed that you have to go around the bases. If You, you can't go too slow, but don't sprint either. Like, no. It's so weird and stupid. You go at the trot speed that I dictate, and then you come over to me and give me a kiss on the cheek before you go in the dugout, and I am the Pope. <laughs> or there's things about like not running up the score. Like this isn't middle school. They're professional baseball players. Run up the score. Yes, run up the score so the other team has to put their shortstop at pitcher. That's what I yes. want. <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love it when a non-pitcher has to pitch. That's the best. It's more fun. I, actually, retroactive number one. Don't let pitchers pitch anymore. Make it all be other players. <laughs> I like that rule, too. Yeah. Um, okay. 
I, I'm glad. I hope everybody who is a baseball fan, everybody who is in charge of baseball was listening to this because we basically just saved your sport if you're willing to take our ideas. Yes. And if you don't, you've made your own bet and you'll lie in it. Exactly. You're going to not only fall behind soccer, you're going to fall behind hockey. You're going to fall behind curling. You're going to fall behind UFC, which I find unwatchable. You're going to fall behind. Well, yeah, way behind golf. You're going to fall rowing, tennis and rowing and water polo. Yeah. Junior league curling. Like you're going to fall behind everything. Tile eye. Yeah. They're three on three basketball ice cubes league. Yes, that will be that'll be getting way higher ratings. I think the Little League World Series just got higher ratings than a Yankees game on a Sunday. So we're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, okay. Uh, we, uh, of course, folks at home, I, I'm sure there are other ideas out there to save baseball. I'm not saying we have all the ideas. We have really good ideas, but we probably don't have all the ideas. So go ahead and send us your ideas for saving baseball to whiskey sessions music at gmail.com. Uh, or you can send it to our Twitter feed. That's at Whiskey Sessions. You send us our ideas, we'll read them on the air. Um, but uh, we got to get to those those emails and tweets that we have waiting for us now. Uh, these are your emails. You sent us emails to read emails, and now we'll read them. All right, BPM, what do we have in the old email inbox? Dear Whiskey Sessions, I'd like to join your podcast as the third host. I drink whiskey every day and remember some of them. I have a hard time with mornings and talking, but other than that, I'm ready to go. Sincerely, Hank. Well, I mean, we don't record in the mornings, so that's not a problem. We talk. We do talk. If he has a hard time with talking, that's kind of like what this thing is. He could be a third host that's like a silent partner. Maybe he already is. Oh, is Hank already here? This is an existential email. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> could be. <laughs> um, you know, I, we have guests on occasion, but a permanent third host, I, I don't know. It would be like adding a third man to the announcer booth. It's kind of it's like, and I hate to say it, it's like when they added Shaq to Inside the NBA. And I'm like, oh, oh, I don't, it was better before. You're clearly Kenny Smith and I'm Charles Barkley, so we can't have yeah. another person here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't mean to ignore Ernie completely. I like it, Ernie. Well, Ernie is Ernie's here in spirit. Yes, exactly. Uh, good email, though. I, I'm afraid we're going to have to say no, unless this person is already on the podcast. In which case we say, you're doing great. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> uh, all right, I got an email that says, hey, fellas, settle an argument for me. What is the true pizza style in Chicago? Deep dish or thin crust? This is from Sean in Orland Park, Illinois. I have a hot take on this. I want to hear the hot take because I've, I've heard it a lot of ways and I almost feel like ambivalent at this point, but let's hear the hot take. My hot take is that it's thin crust party cut. I think I agree with you only because when I was a kid coming to Chicago and we would go you know, once or twice a year to visit family, that I felt was the most unique and thing I saw the most. I was like, you cut your pizza in squares? Yeah. That's crazy. But when living in Chicago, I got used to that and I liked it. I think it's a beggar's style, thin crust with a lot of toppings, party cut pizza is actually Chicago style pizza. 
I think he might be right. And I'm like, I don't even mean to denigrate Deep Dish. I actually, I like Deep Dish. And we found oh, yeah. a Deep Dish place here that we like a lot too. But I do think that feels like the more Chicago style thing. It's only just because like Deep Dish is usually cut in slices like a New York slice. And I think a New York slice is much better than a Deep Dish slice. I'd rather eat that. Like, I don't want to sit there. It's like eating a casserole. I mean, this yeah. is my own personal I don't I don't dislike deep dish, but I'm having one piece and I'm like, okay, I'm good. And like if you if you're going to New York, you're gonna grab a slice, you can walk around with it. It's it's yeah, you, cannot, you cannot walk around with the deep dish. That's <laughs> Unless you have like a tray. Hanging <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that that is a like a a New York slice is a like a to go food. It's the food for the uh, adventurous person on the go yeah, with their drink. Exactly. You can have like a beer and a slice of pizza and walk around New York. Yeah, not no deep dish is, is not good for that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, if you have an email that you'd like to send to us again, that email address is whiskey sessions music at gmail.com. We'll read it on a future episode, but that does it for this episode. Uh, I feel like we covered a lot of things and we made the world a better place. Am I crazy? No, you're absolutely correct. We did it. Right. We fixed baseball. We um, ended the pizza debate. We did a lot. We gave Gary Payton his due. Correct. We gave we, got a, we found out a great whiskey too. Oh yeah, from Madison, and we found out about our silent third host that's been here for all these years. Yeah. Uh, all right. Until next time. This has been episode one twenty. A Matt's here. B Pimp. You got any words of wisdom to leave our listeners with? Thanks, Hank. Thanks, Hank. Say nothing if you're here. Whoa. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright. Uh, this is Amen. Same peace out. And bye. It's Beepin. Bye. See ya.